The Stinkin' Truth Podcast is presented by Core Water. He spent 12 years in the NFL. You can't trust a guy that gyrates his hips after he scores. Has three Super Bowl rings, made multiple Pro Bowl appearances, over 16 years of broadcasting between ESPN and Fox Sports. And that's why I'm the greatest football player and best sports analyst ever. He's a soap opera star. That's pretty, uh... I can't remember what I was supposed to say. <laughs> As a reoccurring role on HBO Ballers. Mark Slareth, handsome son bitch, get out here. And makes one hell of a bowl of green chili. It's Mark Slareth, and this is the Stinking Truth Podcast. Hey, welcome into the Stinking Truth Podcast. Your host, Mark Slareth, my co-host, Mike Evans, Scott DeHuff, producing on the board. Got to thank our presenting sponsor, the great folks over at Core Water. Hydrate your huddle. With core pH balanced water, ultra purified and balanced with electrolytes that match your body's pH level of 7.4. That's where you're going to perform your best. And I'm telling you what, great, award winning, crisp, clean taste. I love core water. When you see me at the gym, just getting it on in the gym, and I mean, well, maybe that's not the right word. Maybe just getting my, my swole on. Wait, just getting. When you see me at the gym lifting, I'm always drinking cool water. That works better. When you see me at the gym lifting and just uh, just getting it done in the gym, that's uh, I'll have core water with me. Oh, I love core water. You can find core water in your neighborhood, 7-Eleven, the one with the big blue cap, core pH balance water. Learn more at, hi- learn more at hydratewithcore.com. You know, DeHuff has one right here. I'm I know. It in my hands. It's And you always talk about, like, the giant – Suck hole. Suck hole. Right. Look at the size of that suck hole. I know. It's big. It, you can pour water right down your... And it's... I think the the correct term is ergonomically designed. Look at how it's like a... Uh, like, it, it looks like the shape of a um, kind of an hourglass shape. So, it fits in your hand. When you like you get done with the set, you're like... And you put the bar down, you rack it, you got a lot of weight, and then you're just like, give me my cooler water, and it fits right in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Love core water. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know who sounds more um, silly right now, you or John Gruden. Why? What's wrong with John Gruden? Oh man, did you hear him? Did, did you see them? Did put, you see, that put it on? You they, see that inspired effort against the 49ers? Do you want to talk about rolling over? I mean, do you not know? Are your players so dumb that they don't realize? That that film is going to be seen by everybody in the league. Like when you get cut by John Gruden, you do realize that the other teams are going to see the way you played, and, and it's going to end up eventually costing you money. Is that just a sign? I mean, is it the sign that nobody wants to play in Oakland or that nobody wants to play for John Gruden right now? All right, so you're siding with Gruden in this because it's as much the players have quit on Gruden as it appears that Gruden is. Sick of these players. He doesn't think these. All right. So here's the thing. Before the game, mm-hmm. Gruden did an interview. All right. And it's it's great. It's classic John Gruden. But but here's what he had to say about the direction that the Raiders are going in. I got a cell phone just like you and everybody else. Right. And I get a lot of phone calls from people that are dying to come and play here. I'm just telling you. They're dying to play for the Raiders. Yeah. And uh, to have salary cap space and to have a chance to talk to the people that you really want to wear the silver and black, the guys you really want to wear the silver and black and represent this team, that's exciting. Yeah, I mean, there, there's two things there. One, 
Uh, my phone is blowing up with players that want to play here. Like, uh, can you imagine that? Is it who's who's calling? Is it Uncle Rico? That like he could throw it over them there mountains? You know, I mean, Bobby who, Boucher. Bobby Boucher. Ooh, that's high quality H2O, coach. Maybe he'll be giving. Maybe they'll bring cool water over there. Need a quarterback? Maybe it's Johnny. But I don't want your life, Moxon. Yeah, from Vossi, you know, maybe that's who these got to be the football who, players calling yeah. them. Who are the guys calling saying I want to be? The other thing is, it gives the impression that I got a lot of players that don't want to be here. Like I want to get rid, and I and I get it. I think one of the things about coming in and, and I'll adhere to the kind of Bill Parcells' philosophy of taking over an organization when you need to change the culture. He used to say, fire everybody and change the carpet. We need the smell out of this place, right? And I think that's part of changing the culture, Mike. When you've got a culture of it's okay to lose and it's okay to be, you know, mediocre or average and it's okay to just kind of rest on the laurels of your past, you know, oh, we won Super Bowls in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. Like, I mean, I called the game the Dolphins. Called a game for the Dolphins not too long ago. You walk around their organization, it's all 72 Dolphins and Dan Marino. And I'm thinking, 72, do you know how long ago that was? I mean, I'm no mathematician, but that's damn near five decades ago, is it not? 46 years. <laughs> I mean, like, you guys are hanging your hat on the 72 Dolphins. Let's pay, hey, let's pop the champagne bottles, right? Somebody lost. I, I like it. They had on the sideline taking pictures of people. They had, you know, how everybody has the team mascot, you know, and they have the big giant head, and it's so cute, and it's you know a dolphin running around or whatever the hell it is, right? Like, ooh, look at my the kids want to take pictures with it. They have a dude that's dressed up in a merino. Jersey and pants, you football uniform, with a big giant merino bobblehead on top. And he's walking around taking pictures with the fans pregame. Like you're hang you're hanging your franchise on a bobblehead of merino. Like you know it's bad. You know it's bad when you're touting that you've won championships in the 70s and 80s. Like so, I get where John Gruden is coming from. Like, man, I need guys that I need guys that believe in that. Here's the other thing about John, and I know John pretty well. John will get in your ass, and there is nobody that's immune to him getting in your ass. And that's the way the game used to be coached, and that's the way the game is coached in New England. But that has been grandfathered in in New England, right? You come there, everybody's used to it, so you adhere to it. I think today's players, for the most part, aren't used to it. And I talk to GMs on a week-to-week basis while I'm doing games that all complain to me. I've had multiple guys, coaches and GMs, complain to me about today's player and how they can't handle an ass-chewing. I hear it all the time, Mike. I mean, I hear it all the time. From not one or two guys, like from every team, a GM or a coach, all say the same thing. It's different, Stink. You you wouldn't believe 
you wouldn't believe how influenced they are by agents and by brands and by this and by that and the other. And so I think Gruden wants to get rid of everybody and get guys in that can can accept and adhere to his form of coaching. So that's a process, man. I mean, that's that's a process. And who knows? Like, all right, so you get rid of everybody. You're John Gruden, you get rid of everybody, and you get a group of, you know, draft choices and whatever. Like, the bar is so low right now. Like, if you have any improvement next year, you, know, you could be like, and, and if any of your five first-rounders pan out, then all of a sudden you're a genius, right? And if you continue to lose, you signed a 10-year, $100 million contract. I mean, where is where is the John Gruden loses you can always, I mean, if he ends up eventually only making it for five or six years and getting fired, he goes directly right back to the lead analyst in any booth he wants to go to. Like, So where does John Gruden lose? The answer is he doesn't. Which makes me, uh, we I talked about this several weeks ago with you, and is it starting to become clear that this was all part of the master plan? Look at what's happening here. You've got a Raider team that we know isn't making money in Oakland. They'll start making real money, big boy money, when they go to Vegas. Correct. And look at what's happened. You've got Khalil Mack, gone. Not going to pay him. Mari Cooper, gone. Not going to pay him. And you you also have the ability to take a team that's been no good for a long time, strip it down, find out once and for all who the guys are that you want to move forward with, find out who the ones are that are dogs, and... Just do all of this, stockpile draft picks, get all kinds of salary cap space, and you're all set to go when you land in Vegas and start making money. And in the meantime, yeah, Gruden's the front man. Gruden's the guy that's being paid all this money to drive this thing down into the ground to make it as ready as he can for the big turnaround when you get to Vegas. Yeah, I mean, you did. You mentioned it. I don't know, four or five weeks ago. Does it ago. make sense, though? It it Actually, it does. It, it actually makes sense. Um, and, and if it, that is the case, is that a good plan? If this is part of the master plan, is that a good master plan? Here, here's the deal with all those draft picks. If you get rid of the dogs, and let's face it, the way that defense played on, on Thursday night football against San Francisco, everyone's a dog. Like That was embarrassing. I mean, it was just absolutely Embarrassing, and I know Paul Gunther, the the defense coordinator of the the Oakland Raiders. He's a good coach, man. He's a damn good coach. For those guys to, I mean, for them to go out there and play that way, like nobody's safe. Here's the thing about having a bunch of young players and a bunch of drafted players: you control them. All those first rounders you control for five years. The guys who aren't first rounders you control for four years, and you control them at a very manageable rate when it comes to salary cap money. So you can deal with a Derek Carr if you're going to go down the road with Derek Carr. You can deal with that contract. Like, you can make that contract work. Now, if you decide that Derek Carr is a dog, like the guys that play your on your defense, you decide you don't want him either. And, you know, we all know that John Gruden seems to have an affinity for, you know, every quarterback but the one he's playing. Maybe you go in a different direction. Maybe you maybe you get rid of that one too. I don't like who knows at this point. Who knows? But I don't think anybody is off limits. You know, Gruden said, "Hey, like we'd love to keep Khalil Mack, but your phone rings and uh, 
or Amari Cooper, your phone rings and you get an offer you feel like you can't refuse. And I don't blame him on the Amari Cooper thing. To get a first-rounder in return for a guy that really has struggled. Now, are his struggles because he can't play anymore? I don't buy that. He's a pro bowler his, his rookie year and his second year. Um, and then you get rid of his offensive coordinator and you go through two different offensive coordinators the last two years and he hasn't produced like he did before. Maybe that's the issue. Maybe it's lack of continuity. But at least you're going to find out. Like, put on that film from, from Thursday night. You'll find out real quick that uh, nobody really wanted to play, including anybody up front. So you go from that one end of the spectrum, just dog butt football, to some really good matchups this weekend. Really good matchups. Wh- which one... Are you anticipating the most? Is it is it Rams New Orleans? Is it New England Green Bay Brady Rodgers? Right. I, like I think for me, it's it's got to be Rams in New Orleans because I think one, I think the Rams are really good, and I think the Rams will be better um, as they get healthy. You know, they've been playing without Aqib Talib. Uh, Marcus Peters has been playing hurt um, and has missed some time um, in the course of games. Uh, they've lost their number one receiver, in my mind, the guy that makes that offense really explosive um, on all the underneath stuff in Cooper Cup. He should be back. As they start getting healthy, if they get healthy toward the end of the season, that's a team that could be really interesting. Um, new Orleans, as we know, they're outstanding. I mean, they're a, a damn good football team. And even though they gave up a boatload of points early in the first couple of weeks, they have they have kind of rectified, you know, their their huge points explosion on the defensive side of the ball. That that one really intrigues me. And then of course, I mean, you get Brady and and Aaron Rodgers and um and just what those two guys have meant to this league and and um yeah, just that quarterbacking matchup is that's a phenomenal. It's just well, a phenomenal. where do you come down on the the debate between those two? Is there a debate? Is there a debate? Like what? Like from a like from a just a pure talent standpoint? Yeah, I guess it's it's you got to really, and that's right. what makes it interesting. Because if if you're talking about who the most talented quarterback is, it's Rodgers. You got the the, the winningest quarterback, it's Brady, but. Maybe maybe the best way to do it is this way, and maybe this is the best way to try to figure out who the best is. If you switched them, if Brady's been in Green mm-hmm. Bay all these years and Rodgers has been in New England all these years, are the careers absolutely flipped? Is it Rodgers sitting there with five championships, eight trips to the Super Bowl, and is it Brady who's sitting here right now with one Super Bowl and – Maybe people are saying, "Yeah, he's really, really good," but you, you have, know, until he wins another Super Bowl, right? You've kind of trapped yourself here. I've trapped it, myself. Yeah, you've trapped yourself. How so? See, you're always trying to get me. You're always trying to weave the tangled web, get me caught up in your little web or your snare, and then I got to chew my leg off to get out of it. And now you've actually trapped yourself because what you're basically saying goes against everything you always say. Which is? 
It's players that matter, coaches don't. Right. And what you're saying is if you flip the careers, the coaching of Bill Belichick would have gotten Tom. Whoa, 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 I didn't say that. I didn't you say that. I just, I just, it. I raised the question. You inferred Whoa. It. You inferred. Look at you You there. inferred that if Rodgers had played for Tom, for Bill Belichick all these years, he'd be the one with five championships, and we'd be saying Tom Brady in Green Bay. I just really, raised really the question. Good. I didn't say that. I just raised the question. Mm. I think Tom Brady wins wherever he goes. So there's my answer. No. I take Brady. See, you started with the premise of you flip them into different positions wherever they go. I start like I start with pretty much everything. Who's more handsome? <laughs> Automatically, Brady has the upper hand. Sure. I mean, sure, Rodgers is incredibly talented mm-hmm. and very athletic. But let's just go from the girlfriend standpoint. Right? Well, wife versus girlfriend. Right, that's it, what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah I mean, and, and he's had multiple lately. Yeah. Rogers. Giselle. Right. Brady versus wins again. Whoever. Whoever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Olivia no. Munn. Danica Patrick. That, you, you still go. Giselle. Okay. Supermodel. All right. Tom Brady. Supermodel. But seriously, does. does Aaron Rodgers have Brady success if he's in New England all these years with Belichick, with Josh McDaniels. Yeah, I think I think that I think that Aaron Rodgers would have had great success. I think, but would he have won Super Bowls? Come on, some of those Super Bowls that Brady won were flat, were all on his shoulders. Not all the, on his shoulders. Not the early throwing ones. The, not the early ones, not but the, the last few ones. ones have been, you know, him throwing the ball 50, 60 times, supposedly something that, in fact, Tom Brady's the only great quarterback that has a above 500 record when it comes to throwing 50 or more passes in a game. Yeah, I know. That's he, a, that's a, which Tom is, Brady is, you can't argue Tom Brady. Let me ask you this. Maybe this is a better question um, than the stupid one you post. Uh <laughs> So if Bill Belichick had been coaching in Green Bay, instead of flipping the quarterbacks, let's flip the coaches. Right. If Bill Belichick is in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers and the uh, and the talent that they amassed, do they win more than one Super Bowl? And and, and Brady's still in New England with you know his with, situation, but with, minus Belichick. Yeah, Brady's in New England with uh, with Mike. Mike McCarthy and 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 Bill here's, here's Belichick where, here's where coaching. I, and you're gonna you might think this is a weasel on it. I think Rodgers wins more. Brady wins less, but Brady still win, is still the more accomplished Super Bowl winning quarterback. I think Rodgers has put that. Rodgers probably has a second one, mm-hmm. and Brady may not have five. He's got four. So the definition of a great coach, and I've always said this, Mike, is that he can beat yours with his or he can beat his with yours. That's always been the way we've defined him, yes. Yeah. And I, I think But in this just, case I think it just goes to show I still take you the quarterback. I I would still take I'd take Brady over anybody. And, and and we'll leave it at this before we get to our big picks. Is you know, we always try to figure out, you know, is Brady a system quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So what has always been regarded is that if you ask a quarterback to throw 50 or more times in a game, you're right. asking for trouble, right? Correct. But if you ask a quarterback to throw 50 or more times in, in a game, you're putting the game on his shoulders, right? Right. Tom Brady, in games that he has thrown more than 50 times in a game, his record is 18-9. and nine. Okay? Yes, yes. Let me compare that to other quarterbacks that you may have heard of. Again, 50 or more passes in a game. Right. Drew Brees. Four and fifteen. Peyton Manning, four and thirteen. Dan Marino, five and eleven. Man. Matthew Stafford, one and ten. These are quarterbacks, great quarterbacks. Brett Favre, three and nine. So the the notion that has been kind of put on Tom Brady that he's simply a system quarterback, mm. the ultimate definition of here you go. Here's a game. I need my quarterback to win it on his own. Go throw it more than 50 times. He's 18 and 9. Nobody else is even close to 500. Is that does that end it right there? Yeah. That, that ends it, the argument. It, it ends it for me. Like, there was no argument. I think Tom Brady's the best that's ever played. And I played with one of the best that's ever played in John Elwin. I still think Tom Brady's the best that's ever played. So he's done it for for two decades. It's been amazing what he's been able to accomplish. And looking handsome the entire time, with several different it's looks. Incredible! Like he can he he can do any haircut. Like I've had one kind of haircut since I got to TV. Right. Multiple haircuts, still incredibly devastating. <laughs> All right, let's get to our uh, get to our picks. Uh, money making picks. All right, uh, money making picks. So what's on tap? Is the money making picks uh, brought to you by Bud Light? Sundays are made for watching football and enjoying a cold beer with your friends. Make sure you check out the new Bud Light NFL team cans and bottles. Now available in stores. They're awesome, and they're really cool. And I've got a bunch of the Bronco ones at the house. They're just cool. They're just kind of cool to have around. They're very cool. They look very cool. And, and speaking of, we're on fire when it comes to our picks. Yes. we gotta, we got to start, like, you know, actually, like, putting money behind these picks. Because after another week in which we both went 2-1, and one, you are 14-10-1. Mm-hmm. But still looking up at me at 16-9. and nine. I'm one when you always make a big deal about the loss column. You're a big loss column guy. All baseball, you just kept going, but look at the loss column. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but I'm one game behind you in the loss column. Right. But I'm two games behind you. Game and a half. In 14 versus 16 is two games. Yeah, but the tie. I know, but see, that's what that's I don't. That's a half. That's a half. Oof. It's. Now we're getting into math. Now we're doing fractions. <laughs> yeah. All right, so it's, I got no uh, chance. it's it's your turn to go first. Oh, so. it's my turn yeah, to go first. Yeah, I guess first. I'm showing a little bit of, uh, you know, you're down. You're trailing. You need, to, you need to go first. All right, I'm down. I'm trailing. I need to go first. So here we go. Um, boy, oh, boy, Mike, there are, like, there's some, there's some tough, like, look at all these evens. Houston, Denver, even. Chargers at Seattle, even. Rams at New Orleans, even. All you need to do is pick a winner. I know. So hard. It is so hard. Um, all right. So here we go. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna start off with Kansas City giving up a lot of points. Ten to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, will they get that new coach bump in Cleveland? Maybe. Is it going to be enough to derail this offense that's just been absolutely amazing in Kansas City? I doubt it. I'm taking Kansas City, and I'm giving up the points. 
Minus 10. Okay. Minus 10. Minnesota, Detroit travels to Minnesota. Minnesota minus five. Detroit traded away arguably their best receiver, or at least their most productive receiver in um, in Golden Tate. I, I kind of like where Minnesota, they lost a tough one to New Orleans, but I kind of like where they are right now. I think they've got I think they've got some momentum. They're playing better defense right now. They're giving up five to Detroit. I'm going to take Minnesota to cover that. And then the last pick, um, I'm going to go, gosh, I'm going to go, oh, goodness, I'm having a tough time. I'm going to go to New England. I know they're giving up five to Green Bay um, at home. I'm going to go with the world's greatest quarterback in Tom Brady and say that they're going to figure out a way to cover that five. I'm going New England to cover, giving up five to Green Bay. Boy, we have been on exact opposites when it comes to New England all year long. There's been multiple weeks where I'm going against you. I'm going to take Green Bay plus the five. Ooh. At okay. New England. All right, all right. All right. I think this is, again, one of those situations where New England wins, but it'll be close, and I think Green Bay finds a way to cover. So give me Green Bay plus the five. Okay. Um, I, I, lo- I love what's going on in Washington. How about your uh, old Redskins playing some defense? Yeah, they're playing Adrian defense. Peterson dipping his toe into the uh, fountain of youth. Alex Smith doing what Alex Smith does. And they've won three in a row, and they get Atlanta – and Atlanta, you know, I, I, I look at Atlanta, I just don't trust them to, to go out and be able to win a game like that on the road mm. in D.C. Washington's only giving up a point, so give me Washington minus one over Atlanta. And my last pick, um, I'm, I'm going to go with one of the big games of the week, uh, New Orleans and the Rams. I, complete, I, I believe the Rams are the best team in the NFC. However, um, New Orleans at the Superdome, going to be tough to beat. Give me the Saints even uh, over the Rams. And away we go. Not ah, good. I, I'm, you know what? I, I I actually looked at that Washington game, and um, I thought about picking it, but I knew you'd be dumb enough to get get, get you know sucked into that vortex, right? So because uh, you believe in Atlanta so much, well, you could change your picks, by the way, if you'd like. I mean, you, you no, they're no, not no, etched no. in stone. Go no. ahead, and take Atlanta plus the one. No, I think I'm. I think I'm good right where I'm at. I think I'm good right. Hey, by the way, all the trades that went down yeah. this week, is there a trade that you look at that you think that could be the trade that that makes the difference? You know, DT Demaris Thomas goes to Houston. Golden Tate gets traded away from Detroit and goes to Philly. Is is there a a trade that happened this weekend, right before this week, right before the trade deadline that really Kind of made you go, oh, that that's sneaky good. Well, I, I think you got to look at the defending champs, and and something's been missing there this year, mm. and you got to believe that there's a Super Bowl hangover, but there's still plenty of time, especially in that division, for them to to hit their stride. And I think sometimes a organization going out, making a move like this, bringing in a new player, it shows that hey, we believe in you. We're here to help you. We're here to add somebody. I, I think it. I think it's going to be the Golden Tate to Philly move that'll make the biggest impact. 
I knew you'd fall for it. <laughs> so dumb. Which one are you going with? Are you uh, going with, ha-ha, Clinton Dix? No, no, although I would like to go, ha-ha, Clinton Dix. Although I think that's a really good move. By the way, that makes the fourth, I think the fourth guy that will be a starter in Washington from Alabama. Alabama! How about that? They'll have four starters on their defense, and their defense is really good. Here's the sneaky good one to me. Sneaky good. I'm going Dante Fowler. Ooh. From Jacksonville to the Rams. Yeah. Because you look at the Rams, their three most prominent players defensively all play inside. Brockers, former first-rounder. Adamican Sue, first-rounder. Aaron Donald, first-rounder. By the way, did you see the stat? Of all players, Aaron Rodgers, or Aaron Donald, who leads the league in sacks with 10, is double-teamed 70% of the snaps. And here's the, one, here's the one part of their defense that has been lacking. They don't truly have an edge pass rusher. So here comes Fowler, who's a former first-rounder, just like the rest of the guys on that defensive line, who hasn't materialized in Jacksonville that's going to go to the Rams and get an opportunity to be single-blocked pretty much every play. One-on-one on the edge, and he can rush the passer. He just hasn't developed completely. So you talk about a great place to be with the rotation on the edge that he'll have, not being asked to play every down, just being asked to be a situational pass rusher on arguably you know the best team in the NFL. You want to talk about a perfect Scenario in my mind that Lesh need the uh, the general manager pulled off um, with a team that's already just just chock full of great players. That to me is a great move. That's that this is what the Rams have been doing, and it's been so ever since they they went out and hired um, Sean McVay. They have just made move after move after move that has just made perfect sense. You know what they say: the football season doesn't really start until Thanksgiving. But I, I, I kind of feel like it's jumping up a level in intensity this week with some really good matchups. We've seen the teams that believe they're in it to win it, you mm-hmm. know, with some of the moves they made. So this should be a good weekend. Should be a great weekend. Can't wait for it. Can't wait to uh, go three and zero and watch you go zero and three, and then be looking up at my nethers. What am I supposed to say? They're impressive right. nethers? Okay, yeah, you get impressive nethers. We'll see. My nethers are something. All right, for everybody involved in the Stinky <laughs> Truth Podcast, I'd like to thank our presenting sponsor. Um, that is Core Water. also like to thank uh, Bud Light for uh, jumping on the program as well. And we'll be back with you next week to chop it all up.